The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now I'm joined in studio by Stephanie Regan, chartered uh, psychotherapist and co-host of the Tough Love podcast. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Okay, parents dealing with their children's chosen ones. Chosen partners. Yes. It's a very, you know, it's interesting when you, when this was mentioned to me as a subject, I realised, wow, so often I deal with this in session where, you know, there's been a rift over a lifetime, a rift after a wedding, um, a rift after the engagement or the chosen, or indeed just a rift before all of that when parents decide they don't like this person. Or the other is where they like the person too early. That's another complication. Oh, because you know, the, the, the son or daughter might want to get rid of the person. Yes. And uh, the parents are saying, oh, he's lovely or That's she's right. lovely. That's oh. right. He's right. You'll never do better. He's the one for you. I hear plenty of this. And I hear young girls, young young guys saying to me, you know, I feel my parents are very invested in that relationship. Yeah. And well, maybe they wouldn't use those words, but that they're very fond of them and they love them. But I would know they're overly invested. I think it's quite important for parents just at the beginning of this to say, don't hit your sort of wagon to anything too quickly in that yeah. sense. Give your because because your younger people are trying to navigate all this sort of journey of relationships, picking, learning who's right, yeah. who's and, wrong. And, and what they want out of the relationship, exactly. not necessarily like he's got a great job in the civil service. Yeah. <laughs> Would be the old one. Yes, uh, it may have been what you wanted, but it might fi- it, feel a bit boring for your for this generation. You know, they're yeah. looking for something else. And you know how they are, very different. And uh, so I really think that's a really important thing. Don't over don't overcommit and don't maybe overfriend don't too over early. Friend, okay, because they are your child's generation, Choice. so yes. they're not your mate necessarily yet. That's right. They can become a mate in time. They can become a mate, but leave the freedom there for 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 your child, adult child, to make their choices as freely as possible. Your job is just to facilitate that. That's important. Yeah. Now. Um, sometimes uh, a child, son or daughter, might say, "What do you think of him or her?" Yeah. Now, what do you say? Do you tell the truth? (laughs) Say, I think he's a waster or she's a waster or she's a gold digger or he's a gold digger, whatever it might be. I know. Um, And and let's just say here as a proviso that parents often can pick things up that a younger person cannot. And that's a responsibility and a kind of a burden in many ways for parents because, you know, you've got 30 years at least probably uh, in terms of life experience. You've been through all your own relationships. You know what works, you know what may be a red flag and maybe you feel your son or daughter is blinded in this love. It's hard to look at, it's hard to navigate, but the reality is they are entitled to make their choices. You made yours. They are entitled also to make mistakes. So here is the point. Where is the point where, where is the correct point where you give strong advice or where you do not? If, for example, um, someone is delightful and you want to encourage them along the way, that may be okay. But the more difficult one is if you are convinced this is toxic. Yeah. Yes. At what point do you say something and how do you say it? Okay, well, I certainly think if, if the person, if, if your son or daughter has asked you your opinion, you're in a good place. That's a good start. You can say, well, look, I would never condemn somebody because I think that's a, you're, you're making it too difficult then for the, the, for the child, you know, for the son or daughter not to be defensive. So I would say a number of good things like I see these good points in such and such a one and I just have a small concern for you about ABC. That's how I would approach it because you're not shutting down. If you say, I don't like him, I'm not having him, I don't want him in the house, I think he's a this, he's a that, 
you're not leaving any space for that person, you know, who's already in love, attached or, you know, very attached. And remember, they're also trying to navigate beyond you. So rejecting parents and parents' views is part of growing up. So you have to be careful of that, that mm. you don't feed into that and sort of confuse the your child's, child's, adult child's navigation of their own situation. And that's what can happen because you put them but, on but the defensive. I, suppose you don't intervene enough and then it all goes pear-shaped in a couple of years down the road, either after a marriage or whatever. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you warn me? Well, I think that's it. You are trying to warn them. You are saying, I have concerns about this, I have concerns mm. about that. I think you can you can do it, but don't damn them. That's what I'm saying. If you damn them, you complicate it. We would often say, raise the issues and also bring the person in close. You know, don't. I, I Only last week had somebody saying, you know, you can come, but I don't want him. You can come for the weekend, but I don't want him him to the house. You know, what does that do? Yes, it says, OK, maybe, maybe you know, mum doesn't like him or dad doesn't like him. But it leaves her in this awful position where she has to make choices and it's a bad situation to put her in. Whereas you want her instead to think about the things that are good about this relationship, the things that are bad and the things that maybe need to be let go and why you need to maybe get out of it. So I know when it's very toxic and very obvious, you can say the warning, you know, but but there's many in between that. There's many in the mm. realm of just, I don't like him. I don't like her. And I hear a lot of that. Yeah. Um, the things that people don't like about people, though, what mm-hmm. might they be? Do you know? Yes. Well, they can it, be it culturally be, different, yeah. you know, sort of class-wise, sli- slightly, you know, different. They may have a different set of values. They may come from, from a very different background. And we know in marriage and in relationships, we bring two backgrounds Our own background, our own sort of position isn't always the right one. We just sort of value it more highly because because we own it and we've lived it. But, you know, so parents have to be careful. They're not always right. That's, yeah. you know, so I, I know I'm so flicking it may here. Be, it may be you. You're the problem. Yes, not, not it may the, be you. The new arrival into uh, Lots the greater of parents family circle. Cannot let, cannot let their son or daughter, they cannot let them grow up. They cannot let them make their own choices. They cannot let them go. They're over-invested in them. They don't have anything. Nobody's good enough for my yes, Johnny, Johnny or Mary yes. or whatever it is. And also maybe they have nothing else in their own life except their children. So they're too involved. You know, you have to have things when your children grow up, you have to have a life of your own, not just be invested in becoming a granny or a granddad in having the wedding. You have to have more. Now, there can be um, obviously very clear red flags. I mean, mm-hmm. if yes. your daughter comes in and she's got a black eye. Yes. You know. Or if you feel she's being controlled or he is being controlled and I have a he situation at the moment. Um, so these things go both ways. We know it's 90 percent, you know, females in coercive control situations. But... What do you do? Do you simply damn him? Of course you would like to, but they are committed, they're connected, perhaps they're living together. It comes back to the principle of keep the channels of communication open. Even if the situation is uncomfortable, do not, let's say daughter in this case, do not make it difficult for her to come to the house. Do not make it difficult to socialise. Keep the communications open, keep the social connections open, invite them over for dinner, keep them with you. Keep the Keep the support mm. network there for the person who may be in this red flag situation and then give the, you know, give the advice. Of course, you know, is there anything you want to talk about? Mm. Here, is, here is where you can have help. You know, there's many ways to do that. Now, the, the red flags that you mentioned, obviously, uh, physical abuse or a change in personality might yeah. be a red flag. Uh, spending? Spending? Spending, money. I mean, control is shown in many ways. Um, 
one of the first ways to control somebody is to, they, you know, we see this in all our women's aid, in all of the women's aid work and all of that uh, true into campaign, fantastic campaign. The first thing is to kind of separate you from your friends and family. So, yeah. so have little rows, have little disagreements so that your parents don't like you coming over, actually. And it does become difficult. So you have to be careful not to feed into that and to say, yeah. this is too difficult. I don't want him in the house. I don't want her in the house. Now, where are you? Now this person is isolated with the one who is controlling. Uh, and then the, so it's really important. There can be habits. If, for example, you suspect there might be drug use that your child was no... Never before into or uh, excessive alcohol. Or excessive alcohol. But these are things, you know, some of these are the most obvious things, to be honest with you. Mm. You know, when there's obviously, where there's obvious control, where there's obvious abuse. And and I think parents do pick up on that. And I think you've every, you know, they are the situations where you do step in. Right. But I was talking also about all the ones when it's not okay. Where it's not as obvious. Where it's not wise to step in. Here's a a comment from one of our listeners. I've encountered a number of situations where the dumped ex remains close to the person of the dumper. I've always been puzzled by this. Well, there you have it. The invested parent and the relationship, you know, where as he's the dumped ex, ex continues in the relationship with the parent, with with the with the mm. ex's parents, you know, and it's a very that makes it very difficult, doesn't it? So yeah. your parents are now having, you know, chin wags with somebody that you used to go out with. Yeah. Do you and really? And need you arrive that? in with the new fella or whatever, and there is the old fella sitting yeah. having a cup of tea in the kitchen. I would find that incorrect. I, I, I don't think you're helping your daughter or your son in any way with that. And I mean, I must say, I've, I've, I've had exes in my own kind of, you know, so, you know, children's lives and, and you love them and you like them, but you have to actually let that relationship pass. It has to go into the past. All right. Stephanie Regan, a chartered psychotherapist, co-host of the Tough Love podcast. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.